Welcome to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, sports edition. Come join our team of armchair quarterbacks as we discuss, dissect, and debate all that sports had to offer this week. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Welcome in, cronies, to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, Sports Edition. I'm here with my best friend today, John, and we're going to go over this week's action of the NFL. And uh, kind of a weird week, huh, John? It was a weird week. There was a lot of uh, games of that opening window that I did not see a lot of teams winning. So I was kind of amazed. Yeah, very, um, got some dud games. Um, an interesting stat today that I wanted to bring up that uh, Jay mentioned to us is the NFL is down 22% in scoring. They are down uh, quite a bit from 2020, and um, I believe it, it was over 20 touchdowns in, uh, over the past two years each year. Wow. So I, I, I don't know if that's a bad quarterback play, all the coaching changes, quarterback changes, <sighs> or the defense catching up, but uh, the NFL is a change in a little bit, and that's how it goes. Yeah. Time to get back to the ground and pound game, right? That's right. And speaking of ground and pound game, let's get to my New York Jets. They ground and pounded the Green Bay Packers all day to win 27 to 10 over a Green Bay team who had just lost in London Uh to the New York Giants. And they weren't happy. They got to play at Lambeau, where they've never lost under Mike LaFleur. And the Jets come in there and just mopped the floor with them. Uh, Once again, that is uh, zero passing touchdowns for the New York Jets. And they still find ways to score 20-plus points. Just blows my mind. Yeah, when you – you don't need – you know, there's been a lot of talk about they haven't been passing all over the place, but – when you think about it, if you don't need to force the ball and throw 35 times a game, there's going to be games where they have to throw 35 times a game, and that's why they drafted Zach Wilson, number two. But when you don't need to, why do it? They were yeah. running the ball great. Their defense was phenomenal. Uh, Sauce Gardner, you couldn't pass on him. Uh-uh. Quinton Williams was just, <laughs> man, all over. That dude's uh, a motor. He is a yeah. motor, man. And their special teams blocked a couple of kicks, took one in for a score. I mean, they they dominated that game. So um, uh, there was a comment after the game Sauce Gardner made, which I never knew. I don't know if it's true or not, but he said it was, that when you get a London game, you get to pick who your opponent is for the game after based on who you have to play for the year. Oh, and, really? yeah, Green Bay played the Jets. So I guess that, that gave some motivation with Aaron Rodgers' comment from last week. So, yeah, I mean, the New York Jets looked good on all facets of the game special teams, defense, offense. They were just rolling, and Green Bay could not figure out how to get past that defense all game. And that was a, that was, I don't even want to say a hard fought win for the Jets. You know, once they got that lead, they just maintained it and kept the game to them, to their favor. Yeah, Green Bay could not move the ball. The Jets, uh, 
That's the best their defense has looked in years, I will say. And their whole team is mostly 22 and 23-year-olds, sprinkled in a few veterans, and uh, they got a tough schedule ahead of them the next few weeks. But I feel good going into games now. I, I used to <laughs> I used to dread Sundays, <laughs> how bad we were going to lose, and now yeah. I feel I feel excited going in. Like I have, we have a chance to win every game now, except we got to play the Bills in a few weeks. So we'll see how far away we are. You know. You know, you're saying you used to dread Sundays. I'm starting to dread Thursdays because of Thursday night football Ooh. and the the atrocious games that they're coming out with. And <clears throat> this week it was the Commanders versus the Bills, and I remember my wife Bears. went up to oh yeah, Commanders versus the Bears. And I remember my wife went up to put the kids to bed, and I turned over to the game. I think it was the second quarter, and she comes down and she's like. Oh, what's the score? Is the game any good tonight? I want you won't believe this. We are in a shootout tonight. Both these teams are flying up and down the <laughs> field. It's twenty-one to twenty-one right now in the second quarter. And my wife's like, "What? No way!" Because she loves football. And the game comes back on zero to zero. She's like, "You suck." <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty brutal to watch. The Commanders squeaked out a victory, twelve to seven. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say to you, listeners, real quick. If you're wondering why John sounds like he's dying, because he's dying, he's very ill. But he uh, he manned up and came on the show tonight. Uh, Jay uh, put on his skirt and he went to bed. Uh, he's also <laughs> sick right now. But thank you, John. If I have a chance to talk football, I will talk it till my last breath, Ryan. So sorry about my voice, guys. But Carson Wentz only didn't even have a hundred passing yards that game, and they still won. I mean, Commanders had 12, Bears had 7. I mean, that game to me, come on. Let's play some better football, both these teams. Yeah, there's not much to talk about. That was an ugly game from the Bears are ugly this year. Uh, Commanders had a couple of games where they put up a bunch of points, but they were ugly last night. Now they lost Carson Wentz for the next four weeks, so ain't going to get any better for them. They're probably looking forward to the first overall or second pick next year to get an actual quarterback. Yep. Uh, let's get off of that dreadful game. We'll go to a decent game. The Vikings and the Dolphins. Uh, Vikings beat the Dolphins 24-16. The Vikings are rolling. They're 5-1. and one. Uh, My preseason Super Bowl pick, the Vikings. Uh, Dolphins, of course, uh, started with their third-string quarterback, and Teddy Bridgewater was the emergency backup. Uh, the third string did not last very long. He went out, and Teddy Bridgewater came yep. in and played very well. <laughs> Uh, but not enough to beat the Vikings. They ran the ball very well. Kirk Cousins was very efficient, and they made some big plays on defense, and they, they got a victory there. But Tua will be back this week. Yeah, Minnesota Vikings 24 to the Dolphins 16. Vikings are now 5-1 and one on the season. Um, so they're like flying below the radar. You know, for being 5-1, and one, there's not a lot of hype or talk about them. They're just kind no. of flying right below right below the radar there which in all honesty i think minnesota likes <laughs> and they're running away with that division too right now yep packers are three and three second place everybody else is bears and lions man yep. tyree kill still had a good game and waddle still had a good game catching the ball both over 100 yards a lot of catches uh but yeah interesting to see if tua comes back if the dolphins can start winning again or if they're just going to keep on playing whatever game they're playing right now yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with them. They, uh, they're just not playing the complete games. They're putting up a lot of offense, but it's not really 
They're doing good between the twenties, I guess, but they can't really close anything yeah. out. Yeah, another team that's five and one on the year, the New York Giants won their game twenty four to the Baltimore Ravens twenty. Did that game surprise you with that victory, Ryan? Or every I mean, <laughs> every game the Giants have won has surprised <laughs> me because they just I and I shouldn't be saying this as a Jets fan, but the Giants just don't seem like they should be winning. No, and I, I think don't. it's a it's all testament to their coach because they have some good def- their defense is pretty good, but offense Besides Saquon Barkley, they have yep. nobody. All the receivers yeah. are hurt, and they don't they don't have very good ones to start with. Their offensive line is kind of <laughs> spotty, and but man, they that offense does just enough every week to win. And I'm, it's all got to be that coach. It has to be. I've always said if you want to beat Lamar Jackson, you have to make him be a quarterback in the fourth quarter. And anytime you have him where he has to be a quarterback in the fourth quarter, he never wins. He always loses. And they were showing some stats of Lamar this year in the fourth quarter, and he has like a QBR of 20 or something like that. Like, it's just been horrendous this year. If they're behind and you need Lamar to get you to win the game, he just can't do it. John Harbaugh, um, besides a couple of years when Flacco was there, he always had that team built on running the ball and winning with a lead. And when they don't get up big right away, they can't sustain, and they usually – lose a lot of those games that they do that on and this is another one of those and um i saw something today when with rashad bateman out who's the their number one receiver really their own receiver lamar jackson's production went down the tank tremendously yeah uh, when he went out of the game because he takes the top off a of defense it keeps those safeties playing back and so he can't run the ball as good and in the middle of the field that's not open as much as it usually is uh, for the running game and a short passing game yeah <clears throat> so the Giants five and one, uh, looking pretty good. Uh, they're in a tough division though, the Cowboys and the Eagles. Um, go to another surprise team that I can't believe wins any games, and that's the Falcons beating the 49ers 28 to 14. Uh, big surprising victory, I thought. Yeah. The Falcons are one of those teams you thought they're probably just going to tank this year because they signed Mariota. Uh, so they can get a good quarterback and they don't, they average 19 and a half pass attempts a game is all. And they just run, 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 yep. run, run. I mean, Mariota was uh, 13 completions with only 14 attempts for 129 yards and two touchdowns. And, and the, and then they just ran, ran, ran the rest of the game. Yeah. It, they, they win and they win ugly. And, their coach Arthur Smith. That's he used to be Tennessee's offensive coordinator, and that's what he likes to do. He likes to run, 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 run. Only pass when he has to, and they're finding a formula to win. They beat a good Niners team. Yeah, so I mean, I think the Niners had an impressive victory last week, and I thought they were going to keep that rolling. But in Atlanta, the Falcons showed up to play that Sunday. They sure did, and uh, makes that. Uh, I don't. I don't know about the Niners. I don't. They're going to be able to make the playoffs this year the way they're playing they need to step it up yeah another team that showed up to play was the philadelphia eagles uh 26 to the cowboys 17 uh philadelphia improves now to 6-0 on the year beating the cowboys pretty impressively in my opinion what did you think of that game i was very excited for that game because i want to see how good the eagles were and the cowboys with one of the best defenses in the league um 
Cowboys played tough. They had a, um, I don't know if you got a chance to, excuse me, I don't know if you had a chance to, I think I'm getting a cold from you over this microphone. <laughs> the The Eagles had a, uh, a very odd approach. They did not uh, pay attention to Micah Parsons that game. Hmm. They let, they did single blocking on him. They didn't double team or triple team him. Uh, they didn't go out of their way to send extra people over to chip him or anything. And that way they could focus on all these other Cowboys defenders that keep getting through the line and focus on them. And it worked. It worked. Huh. That doesn't work a lot, but it worked yeah. for them. I so I see that. Um, they, they played a good team there. Uh, Cooper Rush, who was undefeated for the Cowboys. Perfect timing for a loss because Dak Prescott yep. will be back next week and nobody has to listen to that controversy about who should be starting for the Cowboys. That is over now. Do you think Dak was on the sideline going like, oh, thank God. Oh, I guarantee. He, I, I was thinking that he, because he was throwing the ball and he's saying he could grip it. Yep. Uh, I, I firmly believe that Jerry Jones told him, sit out this week, Dak. Trust me. Yep. And it good. worked out just fine. And then Cooper Rush threw his third pick of the game, and Dak Prescott just like tears just fall on from his face. Like, oh, thank you. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Uh, Eagles look like the team to beat, though. They are uh, in the NFC anyways. They look like the clear-cut team to beat. They look good on all facets of the game. Jalen Hurts looks phenomenal this year. He had a down game, but you know what? He did what he had to do to win that game. Yeah. So. Now that that coach they have there in Philadelphia, he really plays to the strengths of his players and his team, and you know he doesn't adapt the playbook to what he likes. It's you know what what do, what do my guys do best, and he makes that playbook around them. You can really see it when they're playing. Mm-hmm. He did a good job. <laughs> uh, next game here, the Colts beat the Jaguars 34-27. What a high-flying attack of the game that nobody <laughs> wanted to watch. <laughs> Matt Ryan looked like Matt Ryan of 10 years ago. Matt Ryan 50, looked possessed, man. Yeah. <laughs> throwing over 50, I think it was like 58 attempts or something. He had 300-plus yards, a few touchdowns. Uh, they look good. The Jaguars have been looking good. They couple of bad weeks in a row but uh colts put up 34 hopefully they get jonathan taylor back next week and his offense yep. can even look better um what do you think yeah. about that game did you see get to see any of that yeah i watched uh watched a lot of it on red zone and you know like and the second quarter on matt ryan really just turned it on and i thought the jaguars had the game and all of a sudden, boom, Matt Ryan and those Colts, they just came storming back. And whatever they were doing that week, keep it going, Colts, because that's what we were all thinking we were going to see this year. Uh, Jaguars, though, I'm just disappointed with how their season started to turn out. I really thought they were going to be more competitive or, you know, have better wins. But I guess we'll see how it keeps playing. Yeah, it was, it was interesting how they started out and uh, – you know, they're all these receivers they brought in were playing so good the first few weeks and they kind of went, got ghosted. Same with their running back, James Robinson, looks so good and he hasn't really done nothing the past couple of weeks. Um, back to the Colts, one last thing I wanted to say is you give Matt Ryan time in that pocket, he will pick you apart mm-hmm. and that's what you see. And if you get a rush on him, he's terrible. But man, if you give him time <laughs> back there, he will always find an open receiver or always be able to thread it in there. His whole career, he's been like that. Uh, the uh, quarterback controversy, I, I'm seeing it happening now. It's going to be the New England Patriots. Zap, uh, zap, New, zap, zap, zap. 
New England won 38 to the Cleveland Browns, 15 in Cleveland, I believe. Uh, and that rookie, Billy Sapp, or Bailey Sapp, what is it? Bailey, Bailey Sapp. Bailey? Yep. Bailey, Bailey Sapp. Yep. That rookie, Bailey Sapp, over 300 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Like, where did this guy come from? I I like that guy. He looks good. I think he looks like Mac Jones still doesn't throw the ball like that. And he's been doing it for two years now. <laughs> he still dinks and dunks it and looks like he's afraid to throw this guy. He unleashes it, man. You don't, you don't make mistakes either. Like that's be, you know, I, I don't know how you don't play Mac Jones when he comes back, but they can make sure uh, he's 110% before he comes back because his Bailey zap guy right. looks good. And if he, keeps going out there and playing like this and winning i mean they're just they destroy teams the past couple of weeks yeah and past two weeks i think they have 38 each game i really hope mac jones comes back for the <laughs> first games back against the jets in a couple of weeks because that would help us out quite a bit i think i don't want to play that zap guy <laughs> but know. the uh but the uh the browns are falling apart they are they're falling apart and they they can't hardly do anything on offense they're Defense is horrendous. They had one of the yeah. best defenses last year, yep. and this year they're horrendous. Uh, <sighs> they couldn't run the ball. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, they had bad games. Uh, Patriots defense is good, though. Yeah. Belichick, uh, they started out slow, and he's like, hold my beer. Let me get this D ready to go. Okay, I'm going to take over play calling again, he said. <laughs> yep, for the 30th year in a row. Yep. Get away, coordinators. Bill's time to shine. I'm going to tell you, the that Jets division is a pretty good division this year. Uh, with the Patriots playing like that, the Dolphins with Tua coming back, the Bills yeah. and the way the Jets are playing. Yeah. Uh, they, everybody said the NFC West, uh, or AFC West. I think it's the AFC East is the better division, in my opinion. Yeah, it might be the, a lot of the challenges this year. Or you might have a team with a winning record or close to one not making the playoffs in that division. Uh, speaking of a surprise team who also started four and two last year and had a lot of odds against them to even win their division. Same as the jets this year, Bengals beat the New Orleans saints 30 to 28. Um, you might say to yourself, wow, that's a good victory for the Bengals scoring 30 points, beating the saints team, but the saints very depleted backup quarterback. <laughs> all three of their top receivers are hurt. Um, so for the Saints to put up 28 points against the Bengals, yikes! Yeah, but <laughs> Joe Burrow looked good. He threw over 300, got Jamar Chase some big touchdowns. Um, they just couldn't tackle him or cover him that day, and yeah, the Bengals squeaked were, out a, a victory there. Much needed one for them. Yeah, they were playing in New Orleans in the Superdome where Burrow and Chase won that national championship, and they uh they felt that chemistry of that field still. That that game because they were just on target and running all over the place. That explains why Joe Burrow <sighs> wore a game worn Jamar Chase LSU jersey into the, yep. the uh, stadium that day. Yep. It now, worked. Uh, another game that uh, I was very surprised by and very disappointed is the Pittsburgh Steelers winning twenty against the Tampa Tampa Bay Buccaneers eighteen. Did you watch any of that? Uh, I didn't see much of it because um, it wasn't <laughs> televised, so you just got a little bit on red zone here and there. But uh, I mean, they could not do anything in the red mm -hmm. zone or anything. Like 
Brady just looked god awful, and he could not he could not throw the ball to anybody in the end zone. He could not throw the ball when it needed to be a first down. He could not get it. I mean, thank thank goodness uh, Subcup could kick some field goals, or it wouldn't even be close of, that close of a game. I want to talk about Pittsburgh, but I want to come back to Brady and ask you <laughs> questions. So you're a Brady fan. Uh, Pittsburgh got Kenny Pickett. Got hurt in that game, probably going to be out a few weeks, and they brought in old Mitch Trubisky, and he led him to a victory. He actually looked decent coming in there, and uh, they pulled out the victory 2018. Um, the Pittsburgh has looked really bad on defense most of the year, mm-hmm. and they look pretty good against the Bucks. Um, I wanted to ask you about Brady as a big-time Brady fan your whole life. Yes. On Wednesday... He has Wednesdays off. He gets Wednesdays off from yep. practice. So with Wednesdays off, him taking those off because he's an old veteran, not even in the building. He, like, goes, does other stuff on Wednesdays. So he's not even with the team. This Wednesday, he went to Robert Kraft's wedding. Uh, I'm sure you saw pictures all over the Internet of all yep. the people that went to that. And he's going through a very publicized divorce right now. Do you think it's in his best interest to even keep playing anymore. You think he's helping or hurting that team right now? Cause he lost his mind on his offensive line during that game in front of everybody. Uh, he always loses his mind though. on anybody, whenever he's struggling, that's, that's his MO. If I'm struggling, I'm losing my mind on somebody. He's always yeah. Done that. Is it different this year though, with all the distractions he has with him? I think it is in all honesty. Uh, I think it was Robert Kraft's wedding on Friday. So he missed Wednesday and then he went to the wedding Friday oh, and, then he, and then he didn't go to the walkthrough on Saturday and then he shows up Sunday to play the game. And then he, you can't be out there if you're not there, I guess. Like, I mean, I'm just know. thinking, I'm just thinking at my own job in most people's jobs. If you have somebody that just shows up here and there and they get mm-hmm. paid for it, and they get all the, you know, glory and talk yep. about. I mean, you're going to have a lot of resentfulness towards him on that team, and and then he yells at him on the sideline. Yeah. Like that offensive line's got to be like, I ain't going to block for you no more. Right. Like, I mean, it's that point one finger at you, three are pointing back at me type of thing, you know, Tom. So you got to, you know, I'm a huge Tom Brady fan, but uh, if you watch that man in the arena. Uh, a documentary he did where he talks about each uh, season he went to a Super Bowl on ESPN. You see the commitment every season when he's talking about it and you hear everybody talking about the commitment Tom Brady had to winning and excellence and blah, blah, blah. And I honestly think him leaving Bill Belichick caused that to break or the bridge is not connected there anymore. So I think Bill forced that a lot on Tom. And Tom responded to it. But now in Tampa, it's kind of been the Tom Brady show. You know, it's been Tampa Bray, Buccaneers. And and so I, I think we're just seeing, like, what's happened when you, when you start letting the leash off or taking the collars off of winning and commitment and excellence. This is what it looks like. I agree. I agree. I think uh... – <laughs> I think he is regretting coming back for his final year, but knows he can't back out because of who he is. Yep. Um, so be interested to see how the year plays out. Like I, I said last week, they're struggling, but I know they're going to be good enough to be a wild card team at the least. Yeah. Um, but I don't think, I don't think they're going to get very far in the playoffs with that team unless something changes drastically. Todd no. Bowles is not, a, he's not a 
he's not an aggressive coach. He's very laid back. He was a Jets coach for a while. He doesn't he doesn't say much. He doesn't ever get fired up on the sidelines like Bruce Arians did. Bruce Arians looked like he was having a heart attack half the time <laughs> on the sideline. Like you don't twice have that. So I had to retire three different times for yes. health. <laughs> you just don't have that intensity uh, from a coach, which you kind of need to bring the team together. If yeah. you know if Brady's going to be like he is. At the same time, though, a coach that just stands on the sideline and yells and screams, but he still can't like get anything from the players or winning. It's it's still just not a bad bad you know, not a good thing i guess uh go to monday night's game chargers over the broncos 1916 i'm not sure what's going on with these primetime games this year but they are not very fun to watch no they are not this one went to overtime and it still wasn't fun to watch no <laughs> uh justin fields threw over 50 first quarterback ever to have as many pass attempts as he did without throwing a touchdown pass um, you know, the game started, Kirby. it was 10-10. It was 10-10. to yeah. 10. Russell Wilson was, uh, he was also 10 for 10 for like 100-some yards and a <laughs> touchdown. You're like, oh, hey, maybe Russell Wilson's back. And then the second half in overtime, he was, I think, like 3 for 18 for 15 yards. Yeesh. Just ugly. I mean, he hurt his hamstring, his shoulders hurt. Thank goodness he plays the Jets next week. Um, ugly Broncos look, their defense looks phenomenal, by the way, but their offense is that I can't, I would fire Nathaniel Hackett today. If I was yeah. the Broncos, he yeah. does not know what he's doing. The guy was an offensive coordinator, the offense. I've never seen an offense look so lost with that much talent in my life. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I mean, the <clears throat> three catches was the most somebody had with the Broncos, uh, Jerry Judy at three receptions. Everybody else is at two and one. I mean, that's just you're not scheming or making the right play calls. You know what I mean? Like normally yeah. during a play, you know, you have X, O, and triangle or whatever, you know, X is your option, your first read. Obviously the first reads are not working if there's that many different receptions going to that many different players. But, and, uh, he, and he missed a lot of players. They pointed out, uh, Aikman pointed out quite a few times last night of wide open guys, and he just never looks over at them. So I don't know if he's just not comfortable with this offense or what's what's going on with him. I'm just more surprised by <coughs> Herbert, to be honest with you, because everybody all offseason was like, Herbert's going to pass Mahomes this year. Or, you know, that AFC West is going to be so dangerous, and Herbert's going to be better than Mahomes and or blah, blah, blah. And yada, he yada. Was, I think he was the, in Vegas odds, he was the <laughs> second highest behind Josh Allen for MVP going into the year. Um, I think a lot of a lot of it has to do with losing Keenan Allen. When you move the guy that you rely on to get first downs, and when you're in a pinch, you know you can throw yeah. that guy. He doesn't have that guy, That's and true. it makes it tough. And, uh, you know, they lost their starting left tackle too, which he never had to worry about his blind side with that guy. He was there Rashawn Slater. He was good, and he lost him. And his starting center is one of the best in the league. He also lost. So they that hurts when you lose. Those are your, when you're a quarterback, your two offensive linemen that you never want to leave is your blindside tackle and your center. Yeah. And he lost both. And his number one weapon in Keenan Allen. So I, I'm interested to see when Keenan Allen comes back. And I think their center will be back to you at some point if they get better. But yeah, he is struggling. He's he's uh he's way down. I have him in fantasy football and it I have him and Kyler Murray in the league we're in. 
And it is very frustrating because those guys aren't scoring anything for me. And I'm supposed to have the best team. And I do, I just lost to a team that will probably never win a game again all year. <laughs> but yet he beat me this week. So, yeah, Speaking of Kyler Murray, uh, Seattle Seahawks 19, Arizona Cardinals 9. Uh, Cardinals fall to 2-4 and four on the year. Seahawks are at 3-3 three for three right now on the year. Um, are the Seahawks better than the Cardinals? Right now, yes. I they're better coached. I hate Pete Carroll. I hate Cliff <laughs> Kingsbury too, but I, I hate Pete Carroll with a passion. But he is coaching up that team because they shouldn't be it's another one it's just like the Falcons. They should be terrible. They should be playing yep. to draft a quarterback because they don't have one. Or they say they don't have one, even though Geno Smith is playing very good this year. Mm-hmm. But they they, they find a way to win. Their offense yep. does just enough. Their defense looked good against the Cards. Cards look bad, really. <sighs> they might look like the worst. Them and the Texans look like the worst offenses in the league, and I will even say they are the worst because at least the Texans can run the ball Yeah, with their rookie. They can't do anything in Arizona. They look, and then Marquise Brown got hurt, their number one receiver. He's probably oh, done for majority of the year. They got Hopkins coming back. They traded. Yeah. Uh, they just made a trade with the Panthers to get a receiver, who the coach kicked off the field because he was arguing <laughs> with everybody. They were probably going to let him go, and they traded two draft picks for him. Like no the, the way. Whole, yes, the whole organization is in disarray. Like, like two seventh round draft picks, or? a seventh and a fifth in twenty twenty four, I believe. But they could have picked him up for waivers, and <sighs> but he just had to pay compensation. Just yeah. dumb, so dumb. Yeah, I'm really. I think you said it a week or two ago that Cliff Kingsbury is going to be the next coach on the chopping block, and I'm definitely seeing that right now this year. If they don't turn it around, yeah. If, if it they out. don't do something in the next two, if they lose the next two games really bad with DeAndre Hopkins, because I'm sure that's what he keeps saying, he's got to be gone. He's got yeah. to be gone. Um. Speaking of the Panthers and their upset wide receiver, they lost <laughs> this week to the Rams 29-10. And there is a lot of storylines around this game. We'll start with the Panthers since I just talked about it. So their quarterback to start the game was P.J. Walker. He got That's hurt. And he got hurt. Uh, so they brought Jacob Eason in. Who, who? nobody's like who who <laughs> very late round pick by the Colts last who? year I believe uh, he's bad I don't know if Sam Darnold's even ready to come back they they took him off of IR today but I don't know if he's ready to even play yet he's scared but during the game their receiver Robbie Anderson was yelling at their receivers coach like really yelling at him they got in a big <laughs> argument and their interim coach kicked him out of the game told him to go locker room and they traded him the nice. next day. Also, very surprised before that game, uh, which made me happy in one of my fantasy leagues I'm in, but they, Cam Akers, did not dress. They are actively trying to trade him. He will not play another down for the Rams. I mean, that just came out of nowhere. He was their starting running back getting like 80% of the touches, and out of nowhere, he's not dressing and we're trading him. So I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was the uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, they said they're trading him, so I don't know if that yeah. got the Rams be like, all right, let's move this guy so we can get McCaffrey. But I don't think they have the cast base to get McCaffrey in that team. Uh, they, 
going to send Akers to Carolina for McCaffrey with a couple picks, or what do you think the play is here? You got to – you. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to. That's all <laughs> – they don't have, but the problem is with the Rams, they've already traded oh, yeah. all their picks they're away. Spent. Yeah, they are. That's spent. all they keep doing. Like their team, their their Apparently organization they, is going yeah. to be so bad in a few years because they have nothing to build on. Apparently they, they uh low balled Odell Beckham, you know. Low balled yep. offered him to come back, so that's why he didn't come come back. Yeah, it's because they have no LA money. That could, Odell Beckham, the way this these offenses are going, somebody's gonna pay him halfway through the year. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you know what's going to happen? It's going to be like Des Bryant joining the Saints after week eight, you know, when yeah. the first weekend he's hurt. <laughs> yep, yep, that's usually how it goes. That's just how it but, goes. You know, the Rams, they don't, they just don't look that good to me either. They can't, they're not moving the ball good. They got, now they're, they're setting their running backs. Their defense doesn't look <laughs> as dominant as it usually does. And we'll see if they can turn around too. But some of these teams that have been, you know, the past few years have been dominant in the NFC. Yep. Niners, Rams, Bucks, they just aren't looking like it anymore. There's uh, a new regime coming, I think. Now, I remember like during one of the either first or second episode we recorded of the sports edition, Man Child Chronicles, I said, I don't think I've really ever heard this before. And it was the New York Jets winning, the New York Giants winning, and the Buffalo Bills winning in the same weekend. And so far <laughs> this year, this probably happened four or five weekends that all three of those teams have won in the same weekend. And once again this weekend, the Buffalo Bills 24 to the Chiefs 21, I believe, or 20. 20, yep. And so once again, all three New York teams win in the same weekend. What What is going on with the water in New York, man? I, You know, <laughs> I, I don't know if I missed you say that in week two when the Jets won their first game, but I don't, I'm old. I just turned 42 last week. I don't remember the last time that all three of these teams, I don't think they were ever all good at one time. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like there's always one of these teams are always like one of the worst teams in the league. Uh huh. And like, (laughs) I don't remember this. And so far this year, it's been like four or five weeks. They've all three have won. And I know the bills aren't going anywhere. If the other two can keep it up. (laughs) Bills look good. Josh Allen, I, he just looks, he looks like a robot out there. Like he looks, he looks like a cyborg. Like I don't, you can't. The guy just, he's just unbelievable. He's just a, he just looks. He just, if you go on Madden, and create your own player, (laughs) and he ends up getting a hundred of everything. That is Josh (laughs) Allen. (laughs) His he's got the best arm strength. You can't tackle the guy. He can jump over he's, you yeah he jumps seven <laughs> feet high in the air over you he's faster I than need you. that first down <laughs> he just looks larger like, than everybody that, man? oh man i I've, that they are so good i don't know how anybody i mean i know they can be beat but in all honesty how can anybody that team is so good i and they are they are the top team According to Vegas, to land Christian McCaffrey, I I don't even really? know what. That's not even fair. <laughs> I feel like that's the if, New York Yankees of baseball. If they, if they get Christian McCaffrey, it's over. Like, so who can beat them? I don't. Game. Their it's defense over, is, man. It's over. Yeah, their defense is unbelievable with Von Miller on there. Yeah. And then you, unless injury, something happens injury wise, is he, like if Stefan Diggs gets hurt or. 
Josh Allen or Von Miller, then maybe, uh-huh. maybe there's a chance. But if not, I don't know how you can beat that team. No, I just don't. I think, I think Sean McDermott's done a great job coaching and building this team, and I think it's really showing here. The last two or three seasons, they have been phenomenal, and they're even better than what we've seen before. Uh, on the Kansas City side here, Mahomes throws that interception on the last drive to seal that game in for the for the Bills. Uh, I said when that drive was happening, I said in my head, I was like, it's either going to be Mahomes winning the game or Mahomes throwing a pick. There's no other option, you know? That is, uh, Kansas City Chiefs are another team, according to Vegas, that are in the running for Christian McCaffrey or DJ Moore. And uh, if you read the news today, Travis Kelsey restructured his contract to free up some cap space for Uh, them. I did see that. So I think DJ Moore would be a better addition to the team, getting a nice number one wide receiver. Mm -hmm. But they could use it. And uh, the but you know the Chiefs, they don't look bad. They're going to be in it. They're a team that can beat the Bills. Their defense looks much better this year. Um, But if they had that, they had that receiver on a team to go with Juju and, yeah. and Miko Hardman and Kelsey. If they had a DJ Moore. They would be, to me, they're right there with the Bills. They're that good because their defense is, their defense looks really good this year for the Chiefs. So do you um, feel, uh, do you feel Mahomes and Allen is going to be the next rival or, you know, the next great competitors? It is going to be. It is, John. <laughs> it is. Now that, that now that Drew Brees Brady is gone and Peyton Manning's gone, this is the rivalry for the next twenty years. Is Allen and Mahomes? I don't. I mean, it's got to be. There's nobody else. I mean, people wanted to put Herbert in there, and maybe he will be someday. But it's going to be these two, just yeah, like it was. Be. Just like it was with Manning and Brady. Yep. They want to throw Roethlisberger in there all the time, and Flacco for a few years. But it was always Manning and Brady. Flacco. Flacco, Flacco when he was an elite Flacco. quarterback, remember? When the playoffs, like Eli Manning, playoff quarterback. Yeah. <clears throat> no, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this, and I'm hoping it's going to be – I hope they stay both of the AFC for the longevity of their careers and they battle against each other. And it's always one giant up, the other one to get to the Super Bowl. I'm really, really looking forward to many more years of them going yeah, so it'll be very fun. Now, I don't – I didn't say in the beginning about our – special edition sports podcast today i think oh, i missed I it you did so i want to tell you listeners if you're still listening <laughs> i want to say in the beginning but we are going to be recording a special edition sports edition uh podcast for the nba coming up we're going to preview a little bit of the nba season and we're going to do an all-time nba draft starting lineup Ooh. um Hopefully we can record that sometime this week and get it out to you this weekend or early next week. Otherwise it'll be early next week. We'll get that to you. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. I love picking all time sports yeah. teams. It's one of my favorite sure. things to do. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, there's some greatest of all times out there. So I'm interested to see what you're going to pick and what Jay's going to pick. Yes. It'll be fun. Um, with that, that's the week in the books for the NFL. We'll see you guys next week on the Manchild Chronicles Sports Edition podcast. For John, peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.